we all get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Grebe. Let's do this with the Should Theory. get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Grebe. Let's do this with The Should Theory. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Should Theory. I'm your host, Tara Grebe, and once again, we are going to talk about inspiring stories where people have made a shift in their lives to live happier, better lives that they have known were out there for them. Today, I have Sharon Holland-Gelfand. How are you, Sharon? I'm doing very well. How are you, Tara? I am very, very, very good. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot complain. Sharon, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I am a banker turned nutritionist, and uh, I'm a functional nutritionist. So what I do now is I work with women over 35 Mm -hmm. uh, who are just stuck with um, not getting the answers they want from their doctors. They're just getting older. Something's off. I do at-home testing so they can stop guessing and a lot of coaching to help them heal their bodies so they have more energy, less stress, and lead purpose-driven lives. I love that. But uh, you are here because at some point you were a banker who knew you needed to do something. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, banker. go ahead. I would say, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I was going to say banker was my first job out of college, and I did that for many years. And then I've had a few iterations of different types of businesses, including one with my former husband. And I just was always doing everything that I was told to do. Mm. I happened to be good with numbers. So it was like, all right, you know, go into banking because you're just good with numbers. I really wasn't given a choice or I didn't think I had a choice. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And uh, and during that time, my marriage was falling apart. My son wasn't feeling well. I have three kids. Uh, and it really, and my body was falling apart. And it really wasn't until my son was diagnosed with Crohn's mm. that I just had this epiphany of like, what is, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And everything changed. Isn't it funny how we get to a point where something, sometimes it takes something to happen to wake us up to realize that we're not living the life that we should be. We think we yeah. are. We think we're checking all the boxes. And then you get some sort of a wake-up call that tells you that 
you know, you need to do something different. So um, your son was diagnosed with Crohn's and all of the other things that you mentioned were going on. Where, where in that process did you say, okay, this is what I have to do? Or was it that you didn't know, but you knew you had to do something? That's such a great question because it definitely was more of, I knew I had to do something as mm-hmm. a mom more for him because as women, especially like moms, we put ourselves last. We do. We're always doing for everybody else. But when for anyone who has kids or godchildren or nieces and nephews, sure. when when they're hurting, you, you well, you'll drop anything to mm-hmm. help them. And I knew there had to be something out there. And the doctor, I'll never forget this, we were in the doctor's office getting uh, the diagnosis. And when she said Crohn's and ulcerative colitis and ileitis, she's talking about the gut. And, I'm, and I know nothing, right? Because to me, sure. uh, a, a brand muffin, muffin from Dunkin' Donuts is healthy. So right, right. <laughs> I don't know what I know. You don't know what you don't know. And I just remember asking her, well, what about food? And she's like, oh, don't worry about the food. The medicine will take care of it. Mm. And it was like, hmm. But I didn't think anything of it because she's the expert. Right. Then a week later, my son was getting worse and he was he was 12 years old at the time and he was crying to me. Yeah. Mommy, it's the medicine. It's making me worse. And the doctor's like, no, it's the disease. And that was that point of like, wait a second. Why aren't I listening to my son and I have to do something? And I didn't know what. And right. I was on Dr. Google It was just like, I went down a rabbit hole. (laughs) I feel like we could have a whole conversation about what you just said, which is don't worry, the medicine will do it. Um, You know, full, full disclosure for those that are listening, Sharon and I just had a conversation before we started about my crunchy granola self and her crunchy granola self and, (laughs) and our, some of our shared uh, beliefs and interests. And, uh, yeah, so I, I think um, the fact that you heard that and heard what about the food, to me, is is the universe saying, hello, here's yes. your sign. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And what's interesting is, like, unfortunately for so many of us, it does take a health scare for us to wake up. Yes. And we don't realize that we are being sent signs and signals. And for me, my body was falling apart. Mm-hmm. I had eczema and IBS and I had migraines and styes and sinus infections. Like my body was talking to me. Wow. But I was like, yeah, eh, you know, you just keep putting it off. And, and listen, no, just, you know, doctors are amazing. They save lives. But we have to really wake up and pay attention for ourselves because oh. nobody knows us better than ourselves. And they administer and prescribe in the way that they were taught. I mean, to exactly. some degree, I think it's no fault through no fault of their own. Exactly. You know, um, I've talked to several people uh, via this process where they were in traditional medicine and had some sort of a, a realization that traditional medicine has its place, but in addition to it, what about food? What about nutrition? What about, you know, those two things working in, in harmony? And they would often say to me, I'm, I'm sitting here questioning, when am I going to learn about that stuff in, in medical Ooh. school? And they never yeah. do. Um, so yeah, I, I think by all means, there's, there are um, miracles happen every day and uh, planned savings happen every day due to that medical expertise. But I 100% agree with you that uh, there's got to be multiple, it takes a village, right? Multiple avenues. Yes. 
Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. And I, we're all here, I believe, uh, to live a, a purpose, to fill a purpose. You know, we're here for a reason. Right. And call it spiritual, call it whatever you want to call it. You know, sure. it's just a matter of figuring out what yours is. Mm -hmm. So let's break down this moment. I mean, if we just recap what you've just said in the last five minutes, you, your marriage was falling apart. You were working with numbers because it was what was suggested to you. And you have this realization that your son is ill and food might be the thing to help him. But you're not a nutritionist at that point. You're not anything other than a person who's good with numbers, right? So, so what do you do? Oh God! You sit back and you're like, "What? What's going on here?" Um, yeah. I, you you spend hours on Doctor Google. You start mm -hmm. asking friends. You know, my sister who is a doctor. I started talking to her about it, and I just realized like there was just too much noise and too much information, and I wasn't getting the answers. And what I did was a little unconventional because I literally turned to my sister and said, "I think I'm going to go to grad school. I need to get a master's." in nutrition to understand this. I had no intention of starting a business. I just wanted to help my son. Yeah, now, most absolutely. people don't do go to that extreme, but I'm one of these people that's like, I just, I need to know everything. Mm -hmm. And my type A personality kicked in and took over. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. So, um, so you decide to go back to grad school. Now, obviously in process of this, you're, you're gathering whatever information you can to help your son, because obviously grad school is going to be a year, year and a half process. Mm -hmm. um, so in the meantime, you're looking for other avenues, I'm assuming. Um, so once you finished graduate school and and you had that under your belt, what were your next steps? Even during grad school, as I was learning everything, I was still reading and researching, as you're saying, right, because to find all those tools and just bringing things in, adding foods in, changing how we were eating, realizing that my son had like no taste buds because everything he ate was white mm. because I was busy and didn't really have the wherewithal to cook. Mm -hmm. And so as what, what happened interestingly was as he, he, he's still on a medication, but as he slowly started to improve and PS, he also had like tantrums. He was explosive because mm -hmm. the gut and the brain are so connected. Sure. Um, he had eczema. He had a lot of things going on. And it, it, it was interesting because you don't really notice the changes on a daily basis, but it was like six months later, a year later, things started to disappear. And even for me, all of my symptoms disappeared just by becoming aware of the foods, shifting mm -hmm. those slowly. And then people started asking me, what are you doing? You're happier. You, you, you know, you don't talk about dieting. You're not complaining right. about things. Wait, if I um, eat something, I'm going to stop complaining. My husband would like to know what that is. <laughs> what is that food? <laughs> you know, because you just let go of things, realizing that we spend so much time and energy on things that don't serve us. Yes. So, I started to do these lunch and learns. I just started to have friends, you know, gather, had friends, have friends, have friends. And they were like, oh, this is really great. What else do you have? And I was like, well, what do you want? And before I knew it, a business was born. And then awesome. I went and got certified as a functional nutritionist to do at-home testing because I felt that there was something more than just conventional medicine to get to the root of 
what was going on in our bodies. And uh, I had no intention of starting this business. It, it found me. It found you. But you know what? I love that you say that because, um, you know, I think it's it speaks to our own evolution. Um, you know, without without disclosing our ages, we both have grown or, or just about to leave the house grown children. And um, certainly what I wanted to do or thought I wanted to do at the age of 17 or 25 is very different than the skills and the talents and the interests that I have at this point. So for you to say, well, this wasn't my, my plan, but it found me is huge um, because I think a lot of people need to trust in the fact that it doesn't have to follow what you think you're supposed to do or what you think is the plan. Sometimes you have to just wait for that opportunity to present itself and decide to grab it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you, honestly, you hit the nail on the head. Like for everybody listening, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it, it's so true because uh, I know for me, I've always felt like there's something, there's got to be something else. Right. There's got to be. And, but you don't know what you don't know. And um, there's there's a poem by uh, Portia Nelson, I think her name is. I actually got permission to write it in my book. I wrote a book um, that I'll share in a minute. Sure. And it goes some. It's like autobiography in five chapters. First chapter: I walk down the street. There's a big hole. I fall in. Woe is me! Oh my God! It's somebody else's fault. How did I get in here? It takes forever to get out. Mm. Chapter two: I walk down the same street, fall into the same hole. I'm like, hey, I know I'm in here and I have to figure out a way to get out. I get out a little bit quicker. Chapter three, I fall into the hole, Same, I walk down the same street. It's like, okay, I get it. I'm aware now. I'm awake. I see what I did. I get out. Chapter four, I walk down the same street. I see the hole. I walk around it. Uh. Chapter five, I take a different street. And really, that's our evolution of that awareness. Like, we don't know what we don't know. Correct. But if we have enough curiosity to pay attention, then the path will reveal itself, right? And uh, and then we just start connecting all the breadcrumbs to take us down where we're supposed to go, if we choose to, because it's always a choice. Yes. And um, that's the beauty. It really is. I, I love that you say that the path will reveal re- yeah, the path will <laughs> reveal itself because, again, um, I feel like we have so many preconceived notions about um, what qualifies as something you can do, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, I bet that there are people who didn't even know that a functional nutritionist was a thing before yeah. you just said it, for example. Um, so so I feel like that that curiosity, that willingness to pay attention to the things. Because you may even say, you know what, I need a change in my life. I'm going to go to grad school and become a nutritionist. And you could have thought that your path was going to take you on a different way. Um, Having that open mind to say, oh, I didn't realize that this was even an option. Hey, it's Tara. I sure hope you're enjoying this episode. But I have a question for you. How do you handle adversity? Challenges? Self-doubt? How about setbacks? Yeah, same with me. That is why I created my new course called Overcoming Obstacles. 
It helps you build grit, resilience, determination, and find a way to work through those challenges without wanting to quit towards that goal that you're working for. And here's the best part, is a completely independent self-paced course, four modules, 20 lessons, and extra worksheets and affirmations to help you along the way. Do it in your way, at your pace, whenever you want, and however you want. Go to www.taragreeve.com or find the link in the show notes. Learn more about my program and get started overcoming those obstacles so you can move closer to that goal you've set for yourself. Now, let's get back to this episode. Or I didn't realize that with that thing I just did, I could do this, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I would say things evolve and you have to be willing to go with it. And that's the final piece, right? Is that willingness to trust it and be flexible? Absolutely. Trust is so important. Mm-hmm. And we all have our intuition, like listening to your gut, trust your gut. And we've just gotten so used to, as you've said, you know, just thinking that we have to be a certain way, do certain right. things, expectations from family, from society, ancestral yeah. expectations that get passed down that we walk around on autopilot. Mm -hmm. If you don't mind me digging deeply a little bit, um, you know, you mentioned that your marriage was falling apart and I've been there myself. And that's a scary time as well, because not only are you thinking about your emotional state, your well-being, your family, but financially that's, that's a hit. I don't know anyone who has not taken a major a financial or a credit score hit in, in going through a divorce. And mm. so now you have that happening and you're trying to start a new path. To me, that would make me go, I'd better go in this thing that I know will bring me income that I've been doing. So, you know, talk a little bit about that dual role. You know, you have these two things going on at the same time. How did you manage that balance or that fear? Panic and anxiety. (laughs) I mean, listen, you know, I'm going to call a spade a spade. It was the most terrifying time of my life. It certainly was. Um, I was fortunate that I had uh, enough savings to be able to uh, weather the storm. But still, as to your point of like the unknown, and it's just like I I had to make it happen. And the one thing of how I was raised was I'm first generation American. So mm-hmm. I was raised, it's like tenacity, perseverance. You just keep moving forward. You find yes. a way, you find a way, you find a way. So we don't give up in our family. And it, it, even if something doesn't go well or you hit a wall, you find another path. You just keep, you don't quit. And I also, in my gut, like I just knew that I was onto something and I had to see it through. That doesn't mean I didn't make mistakes. I made plenty of them, plenty of nights that I didn't sleep. Um, Not panic attacks, but I've had a few anxiety attacks. I'm not going to lie. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it was, uh, it was hard. And then as you're saying, you know, through divorce, then I have my kids emotions and this upheaval of everything that just, um, I was very fortunate of having a strong family foundation of family who was there for me because I think that that was so critical to my emotional well-being so that I could be there for my kids Mm -hmm. 
um, as we went through all of this. And, and it took time, you know, sure. it, it took a lot of time. Did you find that um, once you made that discovery that there's a business in this? Um, I mean, I guess it's one thing to have people that you know say, what is it that you're doing? Oh, that's exciting. We would like to take part in it. But at some point, you're going to exhaust your small circle, mm-hmm. you know, and then you need to be able to scale or expand or to make it a livelihood. So um, what was that process like in, in you know, taking what you realized could be a thing and then actually making it a thing? Uh, networking, a lot of networking. And I'm an introvert, so that was so hard for yeah. me. <laughs> um, but just paying attention to who I met and feeling whether or not their personalities resonated, um, introductions and follow through. You know, mm. I ended up being asked to come into different like private clubs to work with their clients. And, uh, you know, through that follow up and the networking, and podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. as I start to go online, it was just, you know, reaching out to people. And the one thing that I can pride myself in is truly caring and listening and really working with the people who are ready. And right. if not, I find a way to help them, even if it's by recommending somebody else, because sure. there's so many people mm-hmm. and you really want it to be a good fit. Cause at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about you. I love that. It's about you being your best self and the best way to get you there may or may not be with me, but if I have some resource for you, I'm going to give it to you. You're still helping people. Yeah. So tell us about your book. So through this process of working with clients, I started to notice that there were so many frequently asked questions Mm. and the common denominator was this disconnect of not paying attention to the symptoms that we're feeling emotionally, physically, mentally. And so I came up with the acronym, the gut method. Ah. And gut, G stands for getting connected. And my book is a combination of of this uh, method as well as exercises. So it becomes your manual. Ah. Because like you were saying earlier, it takes a village. So G is getting connected with uh, different symptoms and how to pay attention, how to learn about your patterns, because you can't make changes until you become aware. Right. That's why all these diets don't work, because we're doing something that somebody else told us, not realize, knowing if it's right for us. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step. You, the second step, is understanding what does this all mean? How do I make sense of this? What? How is this affecting my my life, my relationships, so that you can then T, take action. And again, with each section, it's about those steps. And with the take action, it's just picking one thing a week to bring into your life and then deciding do I, what kind of a professional do I need? Because it, we all need help. Absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay I to ask this for help. Epiphany while I'm listening to you, because obviously it's the gut method and you're talking about food and what we eat and how it helps us, how we feel. But I'm really realizing that it could apply to everything else that you and I are talking about and everything that every person I have on this podcast is talking about, which is your gut is telling you you need to do something different in your mm-hmm. life. You have yes. to get connected. You have to understand. You have to take action. And wow, that what a crazy connection that that is when you think you're talking about food and then you realize you're talking about kind of the meaning in life of life in general. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, everything really does start with our mind. It does. It really does. 
Um, so what I like to do is toss questions at my guests who have no idea what's coming. So <laughs> it's your turn for yours. Uh, so what would you say uh, is the negative should, because, you know, of course, this show is about doing what you should, and that has negative connotations. Um, what would you say is the negative should that even now you've got your business, you've got your book, you're out there doing your own thing. What negative should still haunts you now and then? Negative should, that's not enough. I should be doing more. Mm. So what you're yeah. doing is not enough. Yeah, that I should be doing more. And that's, uh, yeah, that's still something that will find its, it'll sneak up on me. Yeah. We're so critical of ourselves. That is for yeah. sure. And what about, because I like to do the other side of it, what's the positive should that keeps you motivated? Oh, positive should is just knowing that we all have that greatness. And if someone could get one nugget, then I feel like I've done my job and that we're, we're all okay. We don't need that. to be fixed. We just need to expand. Okay. I love that. Um, so then my next question is what advice would you give Sharon, the married banker? <laughs> now Relax. that you know what you know now. Relax. Relax. Chill out. Take a breath. <laughs> One step at a time. Oh, I like that. I like that. That, you know what? And that's pertinent advice in general because, um, you know, we feel like we need to have all the answers ready to go mm -hmm. and have a complete plan laid out before we move forward at all. And I oh, think yeah. that's completely not the case. Completely oh, yeah. not the case. What would you say, final surprise question, what would you say <laughs> is the best advice you've ever gotten that you still rely on today? Oh, wow. You know, this applies to my life, but when I was getting divorced, my lawyer said to me, don't say a bad word about your soon-to-be ex in front of your kids. Mm -hmm. Bite your tongue and just listen and create space from a lawyer. And the reason that that's the best advice was because we did have an amicable divorce, but mm -hmm. more importantly, it was that first step of just taking space, period, to not react to anything mm -hmm. or any conversation which has helped me with my relationship with my kids. Right. To have to know that they have the space to say and be and do who they're supposed to be without me reacting or influencing. Well, and I would say that would be great advice with regard to self-doubt. I mean, with, yeah. with any change that you're going to make in your life, you, you doubt if it's the right thing to do. You doubt if you're making the right pathway or if that thing that you're choosing is going to be okay. So, um, and we tend to talk ourselves out of mm -hmm. things. And yeah. so I think that's great advice to yourself. Don't, yeah. don't say a bad or negative word, bite your tongue, take space. Yeah. And yeah. trust, trust, and trust the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Sharon, if people want to read your book, where can they find it? And if they want to work with you, how can they find you? The best place is just go to my website, which is Sharon Holland with one L.com. I, all my social, social media links are there. You can fill out a form uh, to set up an appointment with me, a link to buy my book. It's best thing is just go to my website. I love it. 
I love it. And people can find you on all the social media platforms. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. And um, is your book available elsewhere or just on that website? Well, it's on Amazon. On so Amazon can, too. Beautiful. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure there's going to be somebody going, I need that book right now. And they're going to go probably, they're probably on their phone right now while they're listening to us talk. <laughs> One of the things that I like to do, Sharon, as we kind of wind down is um, point out some of the really great um, nuggets of advice that you said, because I find that when we're having our conversation, we say really insightful things, but because we're in the midst of a conversation, I, it doesn't always come out or when you reflect back, you go, oh yeah, I did say that. So mm. I always like to point out some of the great things that you said. Um, one that you said that I really liked was we don't spend so much time, we spend so much time and energy on things that don't serve us anymore. And I really think that's true. You said to have enough curiosity to pay attention and the path will re reveal itself. You also talked about tenacity and finding a way and not quitting. And so um, knowing that when you're onto something, having the faith and the trust to just stick with it. Uh, you said, I had to see it through. And I feel like that feeling that that comes to you and won't go away is one that we can't ignore. You have mm. to see it through. Um, you said, we all have greatness and we are all okay. You said to relax and chill out one step at a time. And <laughs> what you just most recently said, don't say a bad word that's negative about, we'll say anything bite your tongue, listen, and create space so that you can step back and analyze all wonderful bits of advice. It's amazing to me how um, such sage words come from people who, like me, like you, had moments of uncertainty in our lives where we, we really felt so um, nervous about where we were and where we thought we wanted to go. And yet look at all of these amazing bits of wisdom that you just shared with us. I was just thinking, like, who is that person? I want to work with her now. That is you. <laughs> that is you. And and everybody has that reaction. I read back what people say and, you know, try to take notes on it. And they'll say, wow, I, I kind of sound insightful. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we, and we all have something to share. And that's the message. Yeah. That's the yeah. message. Absolutely. Sharon, I'm so glad that you were with us today. Tara, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And I hope that people do take a minute to, uh, you know, listen to their gut and seek out your expertise. By all means, food, uh, good food is the way to a lot of happiness and a lot of <laughs> comfort for sure, but also to better health. And certainly if you need help with that, Sharon is someone that you can reach out and see. I'm so glad that you were with us. Thank you for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure being here. Well, I hope we get to talk to you again. Be well. Before you do anything else, before you go, why don't you do me a favor? Go, leave a review, tell us what you think about the show so that we can keep going and giving you things that you like to hear. Also, when you leave a positive review, it helps other people who find our show know that there's good stuff in here that can help them and do the things that they want to do. So, leave a rating, leave a review, and until next time, Get your shit together.